you? I am Michelle Gifford. Hey, I'm Sarah Allred. We are the girls behind Women With Fire, and we specialize in building influencers. Welcome to the podcast. Listen as we chat with influential women who feel guided by the divine to build empires of truth at home, in business, and abroad. The goal here is to empower you to grow your influence everywhere. Join the nation of women who get things done at thewomenwithfire.com. Hey, you guys, and welcome to another episode of the Women With Fire podcast. We are so thrilled to have our guest with us today. She is sure to delight and excite. (laughs) Is that the right word? Delight and excite? Totally. So this is Lynn from Pocket Full of Paint. We are so glad that you're here with us. Oh, I'm excited to talk to you guys. (laughs) No pressure to delight and excite, but so... (laughs) I can try. (laughs) So Lynn, will you just kind of start off by telling us about Pocket Full of Paint and then tell me about what it is. And I also want to know like where you are with your motherhood. So tell me about like your kids and that kind of stuff. Okay. So Pocketful Paint is a blog. It started as a blog um, just to try to help women to be creative and find new ways to um, create and express their creativity and just to empower women to try something new and uh, make their home their own. And where I am with motherhood, I have (laughs) a 10 year old daughter an eight-year-old son, a five-year-old daughter, and then a 10-month-old baby. And then I did just lose a baby in December, which was totally kind of, we didn't even know, we weren't trying to have a baby, and it was just totally unexpected. So I am just kind of in a weird phase right now, but also a wonderful phase, and I love it. And my kids are all very helpful, and with my creative craziness that's constantly going on, and yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad that you brought that up. I want to kind of talk more about that experience a little bit later because I have some a lot of questions for you. I'm really excited yeah. about your life. But I want to first dive in and I want you to tell me about how your business, your business life got started. Okay, so my husband is an entrepreneur and has been since before we got married. And so I kind of married into this entrepreneur lifestyle that I had no idea about, but I love it. And he and his dad had started a chocolate fountain company called Sephir Chocolate Fountains. And they have, my husband has lots of patents on it and stuff. He's just got this mind for design and business. And so he started that with his dad. And then we kind of branched off and started our own two companies Um, another chocolate company, and then a hydroponic gardening and seed company. We both, we started those out in our kitchen, like making this chocolate stuff in our kitchen. Our kids were like eating chocolate off the ground while (laughs) we were making chocolate. But now we have a 6,000 square foot um, warehouse and and multiple employees. And it's just been really awesome. So his entrepreneurial mind has definitely rubbed off on me. And I see things so differently in the business world because of him. And I kind of started my crafty journey about eight years ago. I was in San Diego. Um, We were living there at the time. And I got called to be the craft group leader at church. I was like, (laughs) score, best calling ever. (laughs) And and so I started, I started doing that calling. And then shortly after that, probably about a year, we kind of felt like we needed to move to Utah. We felt really strongly. We didn't kind of feel like we felt really strongly we needed to move to Utah. So we, we did. And I moved here and I maybe knew three people. I was super bored. I was super lonely. 
So I called my best friend one day and I was just kind of whining and complaining and crying to her, telling her how bored and lonely I was. And I know what to do with myself. And she was like, well, you like painting furniture. Why don't you just go find some furniture, paint it and then sell it, keep yourself busy. And I was like, oh, that is a good idea. So um, (laughs) that's what I did. I started just driving all over Utah, buying used furniture off of classified um, websites like KSL and Craigslist. And I got to know Utah really well because I was driving around everywhere. And so that's kind of what I started doing. I'd drive around, buy furniture, fix it up, paint it, and then I would resell it. And then I started making benches, like little kid benches out of old headboards and selling those. And then I started entering some craft fairs and trying that side of it out. And then one day I was eight months pregnant and my friend called me and said that there was a house near us that was about to be torn down. And it was a really cool old vintage house. And she's like, they said we could come rummage through it. Do you want to come? And I was like, totally, that's my jam. And so we went and my big old belly and all, and we went and rummaged <laughs> through this house. And I found these really cool, I found this old desk and inside the desk were these really cool old vintage letters that had been used for stamping wood. And so I took them home and I started kind of making signs out of them on reclaimed wood. And then I found some Um, other rubber that I could cut into make my own letters and started making more signs and selling those. And I started to sell them online through Etsy. And then I also started to sell them in different boutiques. And it was, it was awesome. People were calling me from all over the country wanting to have these signs in their boutiques. And it was really exciting. And I loved it. I learned how to use power tools. I learned how to use saws (laughs) because I was making so many. My husband was like, I'm busy too, running my own business. I can't keep helping you. You're going to have to learn how to do all this stuff. So a few Saturdays, he taught me how to use a nail gun, the saws, everything I needed um, to be making, to be fully making these all by myself. And then I was like, well, I need to market myself better. So I took some photography classes through a community college and I started working on interior design to kind of, you know, have nice pictures of my signs in a full room. Um, So they looked nice and were more like, oh yeah, that's where people would see it and say, oh yeah, that's where I want to put my sign. I want it in my nursery or want it in this room. So that's kind of how I got started. And then I did want to incorporate those craft classes that I'd been doing in San Diego back into my business. So I started doing that again here in Utah. And I love that. I love gathering women together and incorporating craft nights into my business. And yeah, I just wanted to share the different home projects I was doing and the different things I was crafting on my blog. And my sign making business really started to pick up speed and was doing awesome. And then my oldest daughter got a tumor. And then that's kind of where my journey ended a little bit. And then changed, right? So because you're because you're doing this whole big sign making business and your daughter gets a tumor. And then what? Like, what happens after that? I just kept feeling this urging like, and I might get emotional (laughs) right now. (laughs) I just kept feeling this urge like, Heavenly Father saying, Lynn, this is not what you need to be doing right now. You don't need to be in the garage, you know, making these signs and working so hard on these signs. You need to be inside with your kids. And not that they're not sometimes out there with me in the garage working, but I needed to be more present in my home. And I kept feeling like Heavenly Father was telling me this, you know, this is great. I'm so proud of you for doing this, but it needs to stop. So, sorry. (laughs) Just because I needed to be an advocate for my kid, number one, at the hospital and different things. 
And it was stressful on our whole family. Even our, you know, little five-year-olds were stressed about what was going on with their sister and they didn't fully know or understand. And, and I had to be, I had to be, you know, strong mommy for everybody. So it was, it was just something I needed to shift my focus for a little while. And I felt kind of like Heavenly Father told me to, like, if at some point you want to come back to this when things are better, you can. But right now you need to kind of put it down and walk away. And it was really hard. <laughs> <laughs> that is so hard. And it's, and especially, ah, man, especially when it's like you're, you created it. And I know that when, when I'm <laughs> creating businesses, they're my babies, you know, if they're not my kids, but you know, you're, you put a lot of heart and love and energy and work into them. So your daughter's okay now, right? Totally good. Yep. They removed the tumor and all the side effects and weird stuff that was happening just went away. There is a chance it can come back, but it's really low. And so she's good. She did have another weird little, they told me it was a tumor at first, but then um, we found out it was a bone spur in December, this last December. So two years ago, she had that hip tumor. And then just recently she had a bone spur that we were concerned about, but she is all good and healthy and we're so happy. So that takes a lot of courage to walk away from something that's successful and that you love doing. So yes. how did you do that? I mean, like, how did you do it? And it was a lot of wishy-washy and a lot of <laughs> at night just talking to my husband, like, this is what I feel like I should do, but I don't want to do it. Like, this is what I feel like Heavenly Father is telling me to do, but I love this and it's my outlet and it's my, you know, it's my extra cash. It's my fun thing that I get to do that I get to kind of brag about. I have this, you know, this thing going on for me. And then what will I have if I don't have this anymore? It was really it was really a heart-wrenching decision, but I can definitely see the benefits now of walking away from it. Well, I'm glad you shared that it was wishy-washy because I have so many things in my business where I'm like, I feel like I should do this, but it's also tricky because a lot of times, especially when we're being governed by the Spirit, there might not, I mean, looking at your business it in like on paper, it's, you know, it's successful and you love doing it. So why wouldn't you do it? But the spirit is yes. telling you differently. Yes, exactly. You're like, wait, I'm making money. This is benefiting my family. And, you know, in a way, I mean, it does take any time you have a business, it's going to take away a little bit because you have to put some of that focus and energy into that business. But it's also benefiting our family and benefiting me mentally because it's like kind of an outlet for me in a way. Like it's a way for me to express my creativity and kind of just have a little bit of, you know, doing something for myself. And so it's hard to say, wait, I have to put that down right now. I have to, I have to walk away from that. But not that being a mother and just being a mother is bad or not worthwhile. That's totally the best thing you can ever do. So well, it's just it's just hard because I think when especially when you have on like a business or creativity that you just have to do it. I know that like I need to create. And so yes. I think that's what you're saying is that it's just like I need to create and I already I have this thing it's not taking money away which a lot of creative passions do, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> when um, I first got that calling in San Diego, um, my husband looked at the Bishop Brick member who was calling me and said, oh, great, this is going to cost some money, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> because that's exactly right. But you found something that you love to do and make yeah. money. But I um, I want to know, so that was two years ago, and we are lucky enough to be on this side of the two years. So we can, yes. I would love to know, like, what blessings you've seen from that um, and and how you felt that changed maybe your relationship with Heavenly Father. 
Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> okay, I see it in the way that, well, one, I had to learn to trust Heavenly Father and know that I need to do His will and things will turn out okay. And then the other thing that I learned is that um, this is my time to use my talents to help my children cultivate their talents. So my daughter loves cake making. And so we picked up cake making and um, my son is getting really into chapter books and he loves drawing. So we are reading a chapter book at night, just him and I together. And he giving him things to draw like little figurines or whatever to draw and working on his different things. So I kind of just learned that being a mother is important. And Heavenly Father was teaching me that that is my number one. I'm sorry. I'm so emotional. If you ever watch my Instagram stories, I cry all the time and it's a hot mess. <laughs> but I truly believe that Heavenly Father wants me to use my talents to benefit my children and to help them build their talents and grow their talents. And that's a beautiful thing. And But you also haven't necessarily stopped with your business, right? So how is, how has stopping making signs, like what shift have you made in your business? So it's allowed me to do other things like go on a local television show and share about crafts and help women to find new ways of crafting or new, um, new craft techniques or art techniques that they can learn and use. And that's been really fun and really exciting and just something that I can kind of do when it works for my family and blogging. I can you know, I don't have to necessarily blog all the time. I can work it around my family schedule and share about things I'm doing, projects I'm doing, and get women excited about, you want to put up shiplap on your wall. Okay, this is how we do it. And you don't really need anybody else to help you. You can do it by yourself. You just need to know these few basic tools and you can totally, you know, bust this out and get crafty with your bad self. (laughs) And that's what I want to share with women. Like if you're home during the day and you're like, oh, I really want to change that wall, change it. Just do it. Have fun. Like your house should be a reflection of you. I think we want to put our stamp on our house a lot of times. And I just really want to encourage women that you can do that. You can make your house your own and have it be a reflection of you and the things that you love. Um, I I love that you're doing that because I, I also really love the shift because I think that when you're creating signs and like something that you're actually physically creating that is, you know, dependent on your time, like it takes so much time and physical energy, but you've shifted yours because you need, you know, that your physical energy needs to go to your kids, you know, you need to be yeah. with your kids. And now, now you can still create, you haven't stopped creating, but you've just made it work better for your family. And I, and that's. Yes huge. That's a huge thing. And you haven't stopped, but you've changed and and tried to... It's kind of felt like it's been just a shift, just a small shift. It's not like I, you know, did a huge, like life-changing thing. I just made a shift and it was Heavenly Father just kind of guiding me, just saying, okay, we need to change this thing right here. And it felt huge at the time, but really when I look back, it was just a little shift. (laughs) It always feels a little bit bigger. (laughs) Yeah, it does. (laughs) And now a small break, a word from those who make this podcast possible. This podcast is powered by Entreport. Entreport is our number one business tool. It literally does it all. Email marketing, sales funnels, automation, and it basically keeps your business running even when you're sleeping. 
Not only is Entreport the backbone of our businesses, but you can design a full-blown website using their customizable landing pages. It is the one-stop powerhouse shop where we keep our email lists, growth, marketing goals, and businesses at their very best. Check out the show notes or jump on thewomenwithfire.com slash Entreport to get started. And now back to the Women With Fire podcast. You mentioned one thing that I wanted to talk to you about because one of the reason why I love following you is not only that I get, you know, home decor tips, but also because you are so open with everything, like what you're doing and what you're going through on Instagram, which is your social media platform of choice, right? Or that's maybe yes. that's just where I follow you. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's my, that's my, definitely my choice, my social media, what did you say it was? So your platform of choice. My platform of choice, yes, that's what it is. Um, so as I follow you there, you're, you're very open about everything that you're yes. going through and you were, you shared about your loss, your pregnancy loss and, and I want to know, I have a lot of questions about this, but I want to know, so have you always, first off, like, have you always been this open and up for sharing or was there a shift somewhere, like another shift where you're like, oh, I need to start sharing or is this just you? Well, if you talk to my friends that are close with me, they'd say this is just me, but on social media for a long time, I didn't want to share about religion. I didn't want to share about my faith because I felt really scared that I would be attacked <laughs> and I, after my last baby, I had some postpartum depression and I kind of took a little bit of a break in a way from, from Instagram. And then after I came back, I just kind of felt like I'm for some people and I'm not for other people and that's okay. And if I'm going to share and continue to be on Instagram, I have to be okay with losing followers and having people not like me, which is really hard for me. I like to be liked, but I think everybody does. Hopefully. Yeah, we all do. We all want to be liked. <laughs> I just kind of had to have the mindset of I'm not for everyone and that's okay. And I'm just fully going to be myself now and it take me or leave me. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was kind of a mindset is if I'm going to be on here. I want to be completely honest. I want to talk about the really hard days. I want to talk about the fun days. I want to talk about being creative and I want to talk about being a mom and I want to talk about my faith. I want to talk about the things that mean the most to me. And I want to be really real with y'all. <laughs> That's what I just came to the conclusion of. And that was probably around like September, October of just this last year. So what have you, what change have you seen since starting oh. this? Like, have you, yeah, tell me that part of the journey. Like, has it been great? Have, have you had bad things or? No, just good things. I mean, I've lost a lot of followers, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've had so many, a reason I don't care is because I've had so many women reach out to me and connect with me and tell me stories of their life. Like I have, Something amazing that I get a message, I'll screenshot it and save it in a special folder because these messages mean so much to me. <clears throat> ah, here I go again. Um, I just, I love connecting with women and I'm connecting and on a better level um, than I ever have before. And it's really exciting and it just totally fuels my soul. And so that's why that's been the benefit. It's just been amazing. So 
how does a person, how does a person get there? Like, um, I think it can be, I mean, it's very easy to just want to be a perfect version of yourself on social media, but like how, how, what advice would you give to someone who's like, yeah, I do want to be more of me, but I maybe don't dare. And maybe I don't know how. I think that we're also unique and wonderful and we don't give ourselves enough credit for our uniqueness and how that that uniqueness can touch somebody and be a light to somebody. And you, you'll never know. Sometimes you'll know, sometimes someone will message you and say something. You'll be like, Oh, that's why I had to share that. That's why I needed you know, to share that message today. And then sometimes you'll never know, but heavenly father knows. I think he knows each of us. And he knows we each have something to give and share and, I think you just have to have that knowledge that Heavenly Father is, if you feel that you need to share something, it's because Heavenly Father wants you to share it because it's going to touch somebody and it's going to help somebody in that one day or that moment they hear it. And sometimes you're not going to know. You're not going to know if somebody that affected anybody. You're just going to be like, why did I share that personal (laughs) thing? That was super weird. But I think it does. I think each time you share something personal, something about yourself, that it's going to affect somebody in some way. So do you feel like it's gotten easier? Like from September to when you like first started sharing more about you and your personal, your testimony, has it gotten easier in the last six months or whatever it's been? Yes, I think it has gotten easier because I think I am learning how to listen to the spirit better when it tells me I need to post something or talk about a certain issue or just be silly. I think I'm just listening and doing, I'm trying to do what Heavenly Father wants me to do. And that's getting easier because I'm doing it more consistently. I love that. That is a life lesson. That is not just a business lesson. And I know it's not (laughs) (laughs) when you listen and you act, it becomes easier to listen and to act. This is one of the things I love about living now and having my business is I feel like it's really been a tool for me to learn how Heavenly Father speaks to me. And then we can, in real time, see how, what our impact is. And, um, and sometimes we don't see it, but, but it allows us to be impactful. And, and I also think that it also puts a kind of a heavier responsibility on us because we can impact people, you know, with just a post. We can, and so we have to be closer to the Holy Ghost so yeah. that we know, we know what we're supposed to do. And exactly. so what we should say and what we should not say. But this is something I've been kind of working on for a long time in my life. There was one time there was this crazy wind storm here in Utah. I I kept feeling like I need to go get water from Walmart. (laughs) And I didn't. And then the windstorm came, the water went out, my it was coming like mud out of my faucets. And I had no water and my husband was out of town and I was home with these three little kids. And I was just like, why didn't I listen? And my neighbor thankfully called me and he was like, Hey, I'm going to get water for the neighborhood. Do you need some? I was like, yes, I do. I was like, I'm so mad at myself. I, you know, I, I thought go get some water yesterday. And then I didn't, he's like, Oh Lynn, that would have been a really good like testimony meeting lesson. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, it could have been, but I totally messed that one up. But, (laughs) So it's constant. I feel like that's constantly something for me is I'm trying to hear Heavenly Father's voice. I'm trying to hear what he wants me to do. And it's not an easy thing, at least not for me, but it's something I really want to try to perfect before I leave this earth. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, well, I think that you could still use that in a testimony meeting because yeah, and here's, here's why is because you didn't leave it at that and you're, you're still using it as a life lesson. So it's okay. It's yeah. okay to do yeah. silly things. But so what have, what have been the things that have helped you um, recognize the spirit more? Like what, what gets you prepared to do this every day and post and scriptures? I feel like when I open up the scriptures, I am opening up like kind of like a door to Heavenly Father where I'm like, okay, you can talk to me. <laughs> I'm here. I'm willing. My door is open. Speak to me. So definitely scriptures. And I I started something. Uh, I heard Corinne from Mint Arrow talk about her love of the scriptures this last summer. And I think she said something that she'd been reading the scriptures every single day for the last three years. She'd made a goal to read the scriptures and she'd stuck to it. And I was just blown away because I'm kind of terrible at reading the scriptures. And so I came up with this thing and it's kind of silly, but it's stop scripture time like MC Hammer. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) But I, it helped me. It helped me to get into the scriptures. I started putting my scriptures where I would walk, have to walk past them every day so that I would think, okay, stop scripture time. It's time to just sit down. You have five minutes, open them up, read them. And so that has, and then I just started having beautiful spiritual experiences on the days that where I would really delve into my scriptures or really take the time to read and not let my mind wander And I just started learning things or understanding stories and the scriptures better and just learning what they needed to tell me what applied to me in my life. And it's, it was beautiful. I loved it. Scriptures are the door. You just told me. Scriptures are the door to revelation. And I also love that you're not saying you have to do it for an hour a day, right? As a mom, sometimes you just have, you just have, have to stop scripture time. Yeah. And today I knew today wasn't, it's not going to work today. So I just listened to him in the shower on my phone while I took a shower. <laughs> so sometimes you just do what you can. I prefer to open them up and read them, but I knew today wasn't going to work out. So. so that's your secret. And I think it's, um, this is a theme among our guests is that scripture study even, and just making it a priority and also making it fit into our lives because as moms, like sometimes it's tricky and sometimes I'm just like reading it during, you know, reading on my, reading on my phone when I'm in, you know, pickup line parked for pickup, you know, and that's not ideal for sure, (laughs) but it is, it is what's going to happen. And And you're still opening up the door. Yeah. And that's all that really matters. Yeah. At times. Yep. So, um, I love that. Something that, I really love also about what you're doing is getting women together to craft. And I, I want to know, so you're doing this online and you're seeing, you're sharing how you're crafting and you're decorating that online. And, and then you also have this other aspect where you're getting women together. What do you love about both? Because I think that they're very different and both are really great, but they're very different. So what do you love about yeah. both of them? I just love bringing women together for a fun, relaxing night. I try to make it so it's not too intense of a craft so that the women can enjoy what they're doing and sit and talk with the person next to them and not be so focused on the craft that they can't chat and just have a fun, relaxing night. But I just love being with people, period. I it just If you ask my husband, he's like, uh, I'm like, let's go do this with these people. Let's, he's like, no, you're my friend. I don't need any other friends. I'm like, well, I need lots of friends. 
I just love people. I love interacting. I love connecting with women. I love hearing their stories. I love just sitting in, I don't know, just that interaction is just, just fuels my fire. So what have you seen as you are meeting these women face-to-face and online? Because creativity sparks something, right? And have you seen change in women as you've given them more tools to create and to express themselves? What has been that part? I think it's really empowering because I think women think, oh, I could never do this. And then they do it and they're like, oh my goodness. I can totally do this. I can do more. I can now repaint my whole kitchen. I can now put up shiplap. I can, I was with one woman, this was a long time ago. We were making these felt advent calendars and she was just like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And we were just cutting out little felt pieces and she did it. And she created this huge thing. And it took us like, this was over the course of a few weeks making this felt advent calendar, (laughs) but she did it. And it was just fun to watch her kind of light up and think, I can do this. I can be creative. I can, I don't know, just do things you don't think you can do, which I think is a lot of people. They think, oh, I can never do that. Yeah, you can actually. (laughs) You can totally do it. Let me show you how. (laughs) Yeah. Which is kind of what you did, right? And the right knowledge, you can do most anything. And that's how you started. I mean, you yeah. didn't, I mean, you started with what you knew and then your husband was like, yeah. actually, you need to learn how to do power tools. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I can't do this for you anymore, lady. You got to do this for your own. And now I've kind of taken over. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to finish the basement all by myself. And he's like, wait, what now? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, sorry, you don't get a say. <laughs> I'm just going to do it. <laughs> that's the He'll best. come home from work and I'll like have redone something and he's like, oh, Okay, I'm getting used to this now. It's like I have no one to blame but myself. That's right. Um, So what has been the dynamic? Because one of the things, like with you and your husband, because one of the things I'm always like, oof, I'm really thankful my husband's not an entrepreneur. (laughs) Because then we would both be nuts. But I also can see the beauty in it because I love it so much. But Mm -hmm. how, um, what has been that dynamic, like with you and your husband? Oh, it's so fun. We So my best friend calls my husband a serial entrepreneur. He's always coming up with different ideas and different products and different businesses and business ideas. And it's fun. We live in a very creative home and it's rubbing off on our kids. Our kids are like, like my daughter, she wants to make the cakes and now we are selling the cakes. Just 20 bucks for like a little cake. And she's, people call me like, I have two this next week where she's making like a cake for somebody's birthday. And anyway, she's just like, they want to make things and sell it. They want their own little businesses. So our house is a very creative business minded home. Um, But we're both very opinionated. We both are very creative people. And if we ever build a house, we will need a counselor (laughs) (laughs) because we both have so many ideas And it's fun, but there was one point in our marriage where he would wake me up at night and say, oh, I have this idea. And I got to the point where I was like, can you just have a pen and a notepad by your side of the bed? Because I just want to sleep. I love your ideas, but I really just want to sleep. So it's just a lot. It's almost sometimes it's overwhelming because I feel like we almost have too many ideas at at different times. We're kind of like, oh, we have to slow down. We can't do this and this and this. And, you know, and we do get burnt out too. Like right now we just hired two new employees. But before that, we had to take on a lot of the roles of the employees that had left or didn't work out. And that gets tiring. And, you know, we have to you have to be able to pick up and know all the different jobs 
that are in your business and be able to do all of them. And if somebody doesn't show up or somebody's sick, you have to take over and you have to have that. Then that's kind of takes away from your home because, you know, dad can't come home for dinner tonight because he has to stay late and, you know, help finish this order or whatever. But it's good because then my kids are too, they're learning like, they're learning that we work hard and life isn't just handed to you. You have to work hard. I love entrepreneur brains because they won't stop. They can't stop, no. won't stop. <laughs> no, they don't stop. And that's one of the things I wanted to say too is that women that are going to be doing this, be prepared to have this start flowing and not stop. I have a product that I am currently working on developing with somebody. I don't know if it's going to flop or be awesome, but and then I have other things that I want to do. I want to write a children's book. I have all these ideas and they just don't stop. For one of my businesses, I partner with my sister-in-law, Joellen, and I think my in-laws, who are the best, but I think they always think I'm a little bit crazy because I, I can't stop, right? <laughs> and yes. um, so now my sister-in-law is, have gotten her on the business train and she's like, Michelle, my brain won't stop. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you're very welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's the best and and it's fun, right? Because yeah. it, it's really empowering because now, because yeah. I think before you would have never even thought, oh yeah, I could write a children's book or I could no. create a new product. No. Yeah. But I would never you, thought yeah. I could create a product or do half the, or even have a little Etsy business. Like, but I think watching my husband and doing the different things that he does and just watching how his mind works has opened up that there's so many possibilities out there and we are so much more capable than we think we are. Yeah, I really love that. And I and the more you do, the more you're like, oh, yeah, I could do yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now maybe I can do this and this. And then you're like, whoa, 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 whoa slow down. Slow down. One I step know. at a time. <laughs> well, how do you do that? How do you decide... And how do you and, and your husband decide like what projects are now and what ones you save and what ones are like, no, this is too much? Oh, I think a lot of it is dependent upon our family situation at the time. And then, you know, the needs of our family, like financial needs, what we need to be cautious about and actually, you know, there's, there's things that we're going to do that aren't going to make us money. And there's things that are we're going to do that are and then it's also the time factor of, is this really worth our time? It comes down to, is this the best use of your time? Because we could do a yes. whole lot of things, but where are we yeah. doing the most good? Like that's, yes. ideas are, there's a book and it's, I can't tell you the name on air because it swears, but it's, you're a bad <laughs> A at making money. And it's one of my favorites. But she just <laughs> talks about um, how ideas are living and breathing. Like they're like real yes. life things and they yes. will pass from one person to the other. They'll find the person that will actually do it. And sometimes mm -hmm. an idea comes and I'm thinking, you know what, this is someone else's, this is going to be someone yeah. else's baby. And that's okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> and that's okay. Sometimes it's hard yeah. as the creative, but um, yeah. sometimes you do have to say, you know what, this is, this is, this is a good idea, but this isn't yeah. my good idea. And it can be tricky. Well, and sometimes you have things that you can incorporate to your into your businesses that are already running and will just make that business even better. Yeah. And so that's a lot of, I think, where we apply that in our lives is that we think, okay, will this fit in our current, you know, three or four businesses that we have running? Will it fit into one of those and we can make it work? And then that's how we kind of go from there. That's perfect. That's perfect. So the question I like to wrap it up with is, 
to ask, and we've already kind of talked about it, but I would love to know, like, how have you specifically seen God's hand in your business, your current business, like right now? I think I've seen it in the way that I am connecting with other women, in the way that Heavenly Father is speaking to me and telling me the things that I should be sharing with people, and then how in turn that share affects somebody's daily life or thoughts. I had a woman and I I hesitate to share this because I didn't ask her if I could share this, but I had a woman one day message me and it was just something I had been sharing something kind of silly about some visits to Home Depot that I had had. And she said that her daughter who has autism was home and just having a really hard day. And she started showing her my videos and was laughing with um, her daughter about my funny Home Depot share. She said her daughter just completely calmed down and told her mom how much she enjoyed the sound of my voice and was able to laugh and just kind of forget about her hard day. And I messages like that are just what keep me going. There's times when I'm like, why am I on Instagram? This is a total waste of my time. But then I connect with women like that and it makes it all worth it. Or um, another example, and I hesitate to share this too because I didn't ask for permission, but um, after my ectopic pregnancy that I had in December that was really rough. I shared about it. I shared about how I felt like God's hand was in my life, moving all the pieces of my life um, to provide for my children, to provide for our business, everything just kind of, I just felt like he just so gracefully just kind of guided all the pieces of my life so that I could grieve in that moment and that everything would be taken care of while I was totally out. So I shared a lot about those feelings. And um, a woman just messaged me just two weeks ago and told me that two weeks after my ectopic, she had one. And that the words from my post were in her mind while she was um, recovering and going into surgery. And they just kind of brought her peace. And I thought, we don't know all the time why we share these things, but Heavenly Father knows. And usually... The reason why he wants us to share something is because it is going to have an impact on somebody else and might help them through some struggle that they're having. That I'm glad you brought I'm glad you brought up that experience that you had because I I did want to touch on it because I know when I read it ah you know first of all like breaks my heart completely and second of all just how much um hope and love was in your post. Like it wasn't, I mean, it was real and raw, but it wasn't, it wasn't without faith and hope. And, and I could feel Heavenly Father's love just by reading it. That's why I love you. (laughs) I'm so glad that you would come on here because there is power in that. And never before have we been able to so intimately connect and help people in ways that, that we didn't even necessarily intend. And and yeah. also, I just love that it was really simple. Like it was a, it was a, you know, it's one Instagram post and you are changing how this woman grieves during her similar experience. And um, what a blessing. I mean, what a blessing that is to be able to, um, to do that. Gives you, it kind of gives purpose in your struggle too. Because you're yeah. like, okay, that makes sense now that I needed to help. I don't know. I feel like a lot of times that the reason for our hardships, we don't sometimes see them, but we will see them. And it usually comes in the form of helping other people through their struggles and heartaches. That's, that's absolutely true. And I, I am so thankful that you would share all of this with us and also your 
followers. I know it's kind of, anyway, I'm just, I'm just thankful that I am the recipient of your goodness online because whenever I see you, it makes me happy. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, I enjoy you guys. You guys are so fun. I'm enjoying listening to all these different women you've interviewed. It's just amazing. And I, there were two that I listened to that I felt so touched. I felt like they were speaking to me and I needed to hear what they had to say. So I really appreciate what you guys are doing. Well, thank you so much. And thanks so uh, much for spending time with us. And listeners, isn't she fantastic? Go follow her. And thanks so much for being here, Lynn. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for listening to the Women With Fire podcast. Your support means a lot to us. In fact, your support is what makes this podcast possible. If you want to connect more with the guests we've had on our podcast and connect more with Sarah and Michelle, the creators of the Women With Fire podcast, find us on Instagram at The Women With Fire or find us in our Facebook group. Simply search Women With Fire and join the group. We'll see you there.